I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hello, so this is Raul, and uh, this is the next video in our series with Dr. Meredith Sagan of the Mind Align Institute. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, so today we're going to uh, get into something that might be really unique, uh, but I think maybe some of those, or some some of you out there have experienced this the situation where a lot of times people call it like being in the zone or or having some kind of flow state. This is, that's kind of like the the buzzword that's kind of going around nowadays. Um, so once you've developed some level of proficiency, so usually a beginner can't quite experience this in the sport, but once you've been training for a while, you acquire uh, uh, techniques and then somewhat of a proficiency, then you can get to what we call like being in the zone where while you're doing, like while you're wrestling, things are just happening. You're not necessarily like thinking like, oh, he's pushing against me, what do I do now? No, it's just like you're absorbing uh, what they're giving you, how they're attacking you, and you're naturally um, countering or, or um, you know, just reacting off of that. Can you kind of give us an example of um, like how to describe this type of, of situation when we, when, or how do we attain this type of state in our bodies? Or what does that mean physiologically? Mm-hmm. So attaining flow state in the midst of attack mm-hmm. when you're in, in a fight, basically. Yes. So maintaining a flow state is something, or moving into a flow state is something that starts prior to the match. You're going to see anyone who's actually winning against their opponent is going to have that mental edge, the mind mastery. Being in a flow state requires a complete lack of reactivity, meaning that physically you're in a state of relaxation, emotionally your emotions are quiet, and mentally your mind is also quiet without thoughts coming through. When the physical self, the emotional self, and the mental self are in alignment, quiet, and held passive, then what begins to emerge is a higher energetic state, a higher vibration, interconnection, more of a, some people would say, even a spiritual connection that gives that inner guidance to know what to do in the moment. So anyone who's operating off of a flow state will naturally have a superior way of operating over people who are operating from a state of fight or flight. Fight or flight, the automated nervous system reaction, you're either going to be fighting or running. Within a flow state, you've actually lifted out of any type of emotional, physical, or mental reactivity, and you're in the state of the present moment. And the state of the present moment is completely quiet. There's just pure observation, pure witnessing awareness, 
and in that moment you know what to do when to do it and how to do it because the knowledge is coming from someplace that is surpassing the human mind or emotions the reactions that come out of there the flow state itself is directing the the, the fight so to speak so you will automatically have an edge yeah, so that kind of uh, makes me think of like say like the ancient Chinese where like to so the Tao Te Ching or like Taoism in general where they talk about doing something yet not doing it, right? So mm -hmm. you take out the whole uh, mental thing where you're trying to say, oh, this guy's pushing on me or trying to grab me a certain way. You're, you mm -hmm. are just like pure reaction. You're not doing the analytical side, right? Is that, correct. that correct? Correct, correct. Yeah. Excellent, yes. That's why martial arts have been used for thousands of years as a medium with which to teach flow state. Martial artists are well known to live their entire life congruent with their art, that their art is actually a result of how they live their entire life. So in this flow state, there is a sense of mastery, or not a sense of mastery, but there is self-mastery. That's what flow state is. It's very simple. It means that you're in mastery over your physical, emotional, and mental states. Sometimes we think of the, the mind and emotions as something that's willful or purposeful, but most often mental and emotional reactions are just stimulus response. It's an automated response that goes from a dualistic perspective of good, bad, right, wrong. You cut me off, my automated response is to be angry with you, road rage. Whereas in a flow state, you cut me off and there's just pure observation and conservation of energy. No need to react to that. Pointless, just an energy drain. So within the flow state, there's energy conservation, mind mastery. Most of your teachers will be operating from a flow state. If they weren't, you wouldn't have a lot to learn from them. But part of why you go to a master is to learn from their flow states. Yeah, so it's almost like, um... I mean, you can take this, you can extrapolate this and kind of take it to any kind of sport or, or almost any kind of practice that you, once you gain this proficiency, that then you can act accordingly without this whole reaction or reactivity from uh, what your brain is perceiving or what your eyes are perceiving, and you're not creating some kind of emotional attachment to what's happening. You are just mm -hmm. moving along or, or, or absorbing what is coming at you. Within a flow state. Yeah. And I think that that's why there is a progression in martial arts over time as people move closer and closer to that mastery. It happens over years where you're highly trained. Initially, as a beginner, you're highly reactive. Uh, in the fight or flight response, like you said, mostly concerned about if I'm going to win, if I'm going to look good, who's grabbing my arm, I didn't like how they did that, I want to get them back. <laughs> you know, it's like more of a fight in the beginning. Over time, I think martial arts begins to evolve into an art. And in fact, I think what makes a martial art an art is that flow state, which occurs over time as you begin to learn the hard way that if you're in a state of reaction, a fight or flight response, you're probably going to lose. You're going to get beat by the person who's not, who's in a flow state. And once you begin to enter into flow state, well, let me ask you this. Is it obvious to you who's in a flow state versus who's fighting from fight or flight? The automated habitual response. Yeah, I think we could see that, definitely. Mm -hmm. Even um, maybe some of the, like, even with regards to professional sports, I mean, you might see some of these beginners where they're just, 
like going all out like right from the the beginning of the match and then they fatigue and then mm -hmm. then they might get beat right 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 but then it takes a little it, it takes that mastery to mm -hmm. learn how to conserve your energy not just like like gas out really quickly yes so you had said something to me very interesting at one point about the beginning of a fight that you'll have the two opponents and they'll show the opponents on either side of the ring and typically the opponent who looks very puffed up and inflated and is trying to look bad and scary they're not necessarily the one that's going to win it may be the one who's more calm serene quiet focused internal observational that person I think is the best place to put your bet on who will win mm -hmm. that's exactly right actually that made me remember where um, recently um, they've had some people who are like are really good at analyzing body language. Mm -hmm. They've 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 been accurately predicting winners of fights, where they can kind of tell. And, and basically, what they're what they are looking for is uh, signs of agitation in one of the opponents, right? So we have one example for those of you who follow MMA um, with Ronda Rousey. There was like a, a really really popular video where a popular uh, analyst of body language uh, he looked at the fight beforehand he didn't know the outcome but he's he was just saying like her sense of agitation was beyond normal and of course he thought that oh she must have lost this fight and he was correct without knowing uh, whether or not she had lost because he, he doesn't follow the sport he's just uh, giving his opinion yes it makes sense a lot of sense because that physiologic fight-or-flight response uh, which is all about protecting myself or winning. It's a very ego-driven response, which comes with a lot of attachment and reaction and wasted energy and concern. It's exhausting and draining. It is, there's not longevity there. It, it's, it, it's not of the highest intelligence. So it makes sense to me that uh, you could actually, through monitoring physiologic parameters that show a stress response versus relaxation, predict the winner. And my understanding is now there is intensive training at the highest levels of the Olympics, the military, and so on, that is strictly mental-emotional training. That at the highest level of sports training, when the technique has been mastered, the physical technique has been mastered, enough matches have been played, the next level is mental-emotional mastery and training. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And actually, that's why you're here, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to try to um, get people to understand that aspect because uh, I, I get the sense that maybe a lot of people view catch wrestling as something that's very aggressive, and um, which, I mean, it's true. I mean, there's some violence to it, or at least the, the, the techniques can be considered aggressive, and um, there's a lot of pain compliance and joint lock submissions and stuff like that. Um, but personally, the way I view it is that it's 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 not violent. It's it's just part of the game, kind of. Yeah. It's part of the sport. Sure, you can. There's a potential for injury, um, but that's what might make it more exciting to me, I guess. But I'm not thinking about hurting someone. I uh, like catch wrestling is often uh, described as physical chess. So the other person is presenting a puzzle, right? Uh, like a, a chess game or a Rubik's Cube or some kind of something to figure out and when they try to reach at you try to grab you or whatever they're giving you some kind of input and then you have to solve that problem 
Yes. Yeah, I'm not looking at it as like, oh, some crazy, scary, intimidating person is coming at me. I'm mm -hmm. thinking of it like without thinking of the, of, I'm almost like not thinking of them as a pu uh, person, but a, stage. Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, but it's a puzzle and, and mm -hmm. it's a game and it can be fun. That's right. That's excellent. And that is the flow state when the mind is blank and you're not thinking about things in, in dualistic terms of good, bad, right, wrong, or he's better, or I'm worse, or I'm gonna win, he's gonna lose. But instead, there's just pure witnessing awareness, focused attention on solving the problem in front of you. That's it. That's called present moment awareness when your higher intelligence is going to move through you and you're gonna see how to move those chess pieces to win the game. So it makes a lot of sense that for you the game isn't about violence and aggression because you're not moving from a violent or aggressive place which would be the fight or flight response that's what creates violence and aggression what you're doing is you're moving from a high level of mastery which is about observing the problem before you and then going in to handle the problem very simple and clean in that way and that is the flow state and that does require a degree of mastery of the physical technique I believe at the beginning of the conversation, or maybe even prior to starting this episode, you were telling me that it's very important to have practiced the technique for many years, that you're so proficient in terms of how to row the boat, for example, that it's just with ease that you begin to row. And soon, you know, you're not even sure is the boat rowing you or are you rowing it? You're in the moment with the motion. Mm -hmm. And that is the flow state, the mastery that you were talking about that takes time but once you have it, you're good to go. Yes, yes. Um, do you have any other insights towards like maybe how one can, um, like once they've gained the proficiency, what can kind of help someone uh, quiet their mind a little bit more so they can perform better? That's a great question. I think that it's very important for people to know that really want to get the edge in their sport and in their competition to look back in their history to see if there was any trauma in their childhood history. Was there any kind of abuse, uh, assaults, anything of that nature? If you have any type of abuse or assault history, uh, physically or sexually, that's going to create what I call nervous system overdrive. And so naturally, you'll have a more reactive system, more reactive nervous system. Now, I worked for, in the prisons for years with level four felons who they all had trauma either from their childhoods or street violence, and they actually were able to put in their uh, fight or flight response into being productive in terms of hyper alert and sensitive to their environment. However, for those of us that didn't have to go through that to get hyper alert and sensitive to our environment, we can naturally source from the inside through pure observation and attention how to be responsive instead of reacting. So if you do have a trauma history, this is the edge. It's knowing it that you're gonna be more trigger happy to move into fight or flight, and then it's gonna be learning the life skills to be able to self-observe and control it in every moment so that you can be more effective and responsive instead of reacting. So if you have that history of trauma, it's a double-edged sword. In one hand, you're gonna be really fast, and in the other hand, you've gotta learn how to control it. So that's that's the tip of the day to look into there into your own history all right well thank you very much for that um, i think that should be good for this episode so uh let us know if you like this type of information you know uh, go ahead and ask any questions in the comments below um uh, i really appreciate dr meredith sagan being here um, 
you have a website that people can look you up at? Yes, people can find more information about our stress reduction programs at the MindAlign Institute. We have www.mindalignmindalignstitute.com as well as drsagan.com. We hope to see you there. Thank you so much, Dr. Ramirez, for having me on your channel today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you as well as answering the questions for your viewers. Yeah, thank you for thank you for being here. Thank it's you. a great pleasure for me. Thank you. All right. See you next time. <laughs>